Today, we're chatting with Carissa Cruz. She has coached hundreds of entrepreneurs through launching and scaling their wedding business. She comes to the wedding industry as a 20-year marketing veteran, and this is just the first of a two-part series. Do you have a lead magnet? What is it, and where do you put it on your website? Carissa says it's a proven success for couples still in the research phase and don't necessarily want to feel the sales pressure from submitting a contact form. Are you sleeping on email marketing? We're chatting about funnels, marketing automation through story-based emails that is guaranteed to make you money. It's all coming up right here on Funkastic Chats. Carissa Cruz is a wedding business strategist and serial entrepreneur who has been in the wedding industry for over 10 years and has built multiple businesses. She's the founder of Weddings by Carew, a multi-state and multi-service wedding business. She has coached hundreds of entrepreneurs through launching and scaling their businesses with strategy and funnels. In her first year alone, she went from zero to $130,000 without any contacts, experience, or support. She is firmly anti-hustle and teaches her clients to build a sustainable wedding business with long-term vision that does not rely on 24-7 posting or flash-in-the-pan strategies. When she's not shooting a wedding or crafting with her latest marketing funnel, you'll find her chasing after her three Irish setters and 18 chickens, tackling her next baking project or watching Shark Tank or a Hallmark movie. So we are here with Carissa Cruz. Hey, Carissa. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. So even before getting into your business, helping other wedding pros, you've got this whole great company, Weddings by Carew, and you guys do over 250 weddings a year. You're a studio of wedding photographers and videographers. They serve, what, five locations? How did you scale this business into, to be so successful across five different states? Sure, yeah. So... uh I'll kind of rewind a little bit. So yeah, we've been in business about 10 years now and it, I never really planned to get into the wedding industry. I actually had a marketing um, company previously and I just ended up falling into the wedding industry as I was working in the marketing side. I had people coming to me asking about if I did photography for weddings, if we did invitations, all of this kind of stuff. And so with my photography background, as well as my marketing and sales, I started figuring like, hey, there must be a niche here. So I actually then dove into the wedding industry. We started out doing invitations. We did photography as we started, and then we got into some wedding planning. We also then moved into adding the videography, and then we do photo booth and DJ. So what we really offer right now in our locations is photography, videography, photo booth, and DJ services. And so we, I created it in Iowa. That's where I uh, started. And what I found was our brides and couples really loved working with just one vendor and not having multiple vendors. So in that particular area we were at, that's what my as I worked with brides and in the industry, there was several that were like, Hey, you know what? There's so many vendors I have to work with. And I just, it's, it gets overwhelming. So that was our, our concept that we did, but I was very, I'm very hands-on with my brides. And so I wanted to keep it boutique. So we're not, 
like those nationwide type companies that are out there, we are more of that boutique type feel still. So I actually work with every single bride that we bring in. I work with them from the very beginning when they're elite all the way through building their timelines for them for the day. And then I have my team in each location that really helps out and goes in, in, and works the weddings. And um, and I actually go do some weddings myself. Carissa has worked with over a thousand brides. So (laughs) pay a special attention to this episode, you guys, because there's going to be so much good stuff we're going to get into. But way early on, you said you were plagued by second guessing. Am I doing it right? Shiny object syndrome. Do I really need this? And this crippling sense of just not enoughness that made everything feel really hard. And you say that you just weren't having fun. Could you give some examples of how everything just felt hard and how you really simplified this wedding business to help others? Yeah. So I, there was a point, yeah, as I was building the business that coming from, cause I've been in marketing business world for over 20 years now. So coming as everything has changed into the more digital formats and we've had to really adapt a lot quicker. So that's where the shiny object syndrome came in where I felt, oh, I need to have this. I need to have that. I need to do this. Or you see something pop up on your feed and you're like, oh, I need that. And then I also have ADHD as well. So, you know, that doesn't help in the mix of it too, that you're all over the place then that, cause then it'll definitely pull you there. <laughs> but I learned but I will say, I always try to learn something from all of whatever I do. So I've learned, I learned a lot from diving into those different pieces, even if they didn't work, I was able to know like for future and how to coach other wedding pros that, Hey, this, we don't need that for our industry type thing. So I always try to learn from them, but I end up, I was just really, yeah, trying to do too much. And so I had too much on my plate. And that's really where those the systems and the processes and things really had to come into play. And so I had to get more strategic. I would say I was wanting to be in all places at once because I love what I do and love helping people, love building businesses, love helping my brides. Like it's just, and so I was just getting really pulled in too many different directions. So I really just had to sit down, figure out what works, what was working well, what wasn't working and get strategic, look at the data that a lot of times wedding in the, in the wedding world as a business owner we don't do because we love what we got into the wedding world because we're creative and we usually have some type of product that uh, our service that we just really enjoy doing. So we don't end up actually be wanting to be on the business side. And so that's also why I created my company weddings by crew because I'm able to bring on people that want to shoot weddings, that love shooting weddings, but they just don't want to do the business side of it because that's really where the it gets overwhelming and confusing and just hard. Yeah. Speaking of something that wedding pros don't do, one thing they don't do is email marketing. I'm noticing a lot of small business owners in the wedding industry don't do as much email marketing as they should. And one of the reasons I hear is because they don't want to come off as annoying They say, if they want us, they'll reach out. That's really what I hear a lot. How important is email marketing to your business? Yeah, so email marketing is super important. It's one of the most important uh, tools that wedding pros have in their business that they don't utilize or don't realize that they should be utilizing. And so I am a huge proponent of... uh, Active campaign, that's my email software that I use specifically, but creating automations because it takes out 
the work of you having to send those emails and it takes out the emotion that you get because I totally get that where you're like, Hey, I don't want to bug this person. I don't want to, should I follow up? What do I say? You get all in this whole little cycle and then you end up doing nothing or you send something that isn't strategic or isn't the right fit at the time because you're like, just should get something out there. So that's where if you can take the emotion out of business, which is the other piece that I find we do as business owners is we get emotional around things. And so then it changes what we do within our business. So if we can realign that, we can really get further in your business. And that's where those automations and workflows and things can really help out because if you build it, then you can, you're not in that one off of trying to send that email. You just know it's going to happen. And then the magic happens on the back end where you start getting replies and you start getting feedback and you're like, Hey, they replied to my email. And it, then you start to really realize, Oh, email marketing is awesome. And the clients that I work with, they they just go, oh my gosh, why didn't I do this like years ago? You know what I mean? So it, it's fun to see yeah. how they come around to it, but it definitely is. I also say with email marketing and marketing in general, there's so much noise in the world today that just one email to them is not going to stand out. They're going to forget about you. They're going to move on. It's just the way it is in this world. So you really do have to follow up and build that no trust factor with them. Give them some value. Show them that you're an expert in the field. So then they go, hey, I want to know more about them. One of the things that I always struggle is uh, with is, is what do I say? What do I say? And uh, Carissa, you have content fuel for wedding pros, which gives you a weekly prompt for a complete year of engaging, valuable and story based emails. So you have really created a lot of content that can be universal for wedding planners, photographers. Is, is that right? It could be universal for anybody in the wedding industry. Correct. Yes, you got it. And when I designed that, I actually designed it to make sure that you were being authentic and around your brand, your business around you, because you don't want to have something that is totally swipeable, that is just generic because it's not going to work anyways. It's not going to resonate with your brides that you're trying to work with. It's just going to come off stale. So that's where in that content fuel, I really created it so that it gives you those prompts and direction so that you can make your content about you, but easier. Because a lot of times what we do is we sit at our computer and we look at the screen and go, what should I write about? And it's just this blank screen and a half hour later, you're still stuck or you've got a few sentences. I don't know if this is right. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I don't know if this is right or whatever. So that's where that prompt, it, it gets you that unstuck and gets you moving a lot quicker. And the fun thing with it is once you start creating content is that you can actually repurpose that content later. So if you create consistent content for 30 days and you don't have to post every day, like you could just post three times a week. Like I try to say, do something that works for you that you can consistently do. Don't try to go above and beyond because you're just going to set yourself up for failure. So figure out what it is that you can actually do and accomplish in that week and then and set that goal. And then once you get done, maybe you do 30 days worth. Once you get done, you can actually then go back and pull back some of that content back out and repurpose it for future posts. So you're not having to then start from scratch. 
And you can go back to your your data and see what posts were your brides or your audience, what were they engaging with, so that then you can do more of that type of content. Yeah, I was going to say, do I have this right that for the for the story-based emails, the system to repurpose it and turn it into social posts is a one-time payment for $27. Do I have that right? Yep. Yep. You do. <clears throat> yep. I've, I made it Incredible. so that it was affordable for everybody. Yep. Yep. And there's also there, if there's a option that you can actually add on a six email series, email sequence, a six series email sequence, I'm trying to say. So you can actually add that on as well. And that gives you your welcome sequence for when a new lead comes into your business. And those are designed as well. They're pretty, they're the template for you, but then it has like the spots where you would put in your specific information so that again, that it's unique to you and your business and applies to you. They're professionally copywritten. And so you're able to swipe those as well and add in your little flair to them and then be able to have that email sequence at hand. So you could start sending those emails like we were talking. In these story-based emails, are these okay to send once a week in addition to the regular email conversation that you're already having with the bride? Or do you turn it off? In other words, are they really hearing from you once a week for your your story-based email? And then in addition to the conversation you're already having with them? So there's a couple different ways that you can set up your welcome sequences and your lead generation. So if it's a hot lead that came in through your website, I would follow up with right away, like you normally would, phone, text, your email, because they're a hot lead. They're not necessarily for your welcome sequence per se, because they're like, hey, I already want more information. So we don't want to segment them and make them wait. So the welcome sequence is really great for when you have a colder lead that might be coming into your business, maybe through Instagram or through your website that they're just unsure. So I'm big on lead magnets, which is a whole nother topic, but that's a marketing strategy to be able to obtain that leads contact information by giving them something of value. And so when they come in, then that is where that welcome sequence would pop in uh, play. So that would then, because then that would warm them up to your business more. That would give them more of that background on you so that you build that no trust factor. And then it goes into getting them to book a call with you and that type of thing. So there's a couple different strategies there, but that's where I would implement that in is in kind of the little bit more when they're a colder audience. The other thing you can do too is is if you get a lead, because I hear a lot of wedding pros get ghosted. You hear that term a lot in our industry. And that's Mm -hmm. another tool you could use. So if you feel like you're getting ghosted for some reason, one, we can look at, you know, what's your follow-up process. But two, you could then pop them into your welcome sequence. So maybe a lot of times wedding you know, brides, they might email out to four or five, six different people. They get overwhelmed. They just, it falls off their radar for right now. Something happens in their life, that kind of thing. So if you feel like you got ghosted, you could pop them into that welcome sequence that then warms them back up and says, oh yeah, I need to talk to them. I love when you mentioned the lead magnet because I actually downloaded uh, your lead magnet workbook, how to create a lead magnet. And I noticed it really got me to think, Am I adding value and am I solving a problem? Uh, Could you talk a little bit about the importance of having a lead magnet on your website? 
Yep. So a lead magnet is a newer marketing strategy over the last few years. I would say it's not really been implemented in the wedding industry. And I've implemented it in my business to test it to make sure that it works and all of that fun stuff. And then I've taught it to my clients as well, and it's worked for them. So it does work in the wedding industry. And the concept around it is is that you are giving them something of, you're giving your lead, that potential ideal um, client, something of value that they really want. So something that they can't really get anywhere else, something that's not easily Googled, something that's not just easily accessible. And you also want it to showcase your expertise and that it shines on kind of what you do as your services in your business. So creating a lead magnet, there's a bunch of different things you can do, but it's going to really come down to what your business is, you offer, what it is that you you want your potential client to know about you. Okay. So what I always say is you want to make it strategic in the sense that if you're a, if you're a DJ, for instance, you want to make sure that you're not doing something on photography because you don't have the services to offer for photography. So you want to align it with the service you offer. And then you also want to align it so that it's in the beginning stages of their journey of purchasing your product. So for DJ, for instance, if we stick with that one, you could do something along the lines of they're maybe struggling with not knowing what song, always trying to choose songs are a big one. So maybe it's something around that. For a photographer, I always say do something like maybe with the engagement session. So one that's worked really well is what to wear at an engagement session. Because when somebody's coming into your business and requesting that one, they haven't had their engagement session yet, and they probably haven't booked their photographer yet. So you're in the beginning where they can then hopefully learn about you and purchase your services. So that's just a couple quick examples, but then you have a whole, your automation on the back end that goes into this welcome sequence that I was mentioning. And so all of it's really automated. So once they join, you know, your email list, then they go into that welcome sequence You try to warm them up, get them to book a call with you, and then they're in your funnel, which is another marketing term that I teach on is marketings and funnels. So that, but the lead magnet overall is great because you are showcasing yourself as an expert in your field and what you do, and it sets you apart from your competition. Yeah. Have you found that some brides who aren't necessarily ready to commit to submitting an inquiry, they will fill out the lead magnet instead? Yes, absolutely. That is one of the other great tools that the lead magnet has is that it will snag in those people that are just unsure or just in the early planning stages. And that gives you the opportunity to be able to really, you know, showcase who you are, warm them up and keep you in front of them. So that is what is great about those lead magnets as well. Just because a lot of times people that come to your website and fill out your contact form are usually more in the I guess you have two two side two types of people. You have the research people or you have the hey I'm ready to purchase soon kind of people. And but if they're unsure, they don't want to get a lot of they don't want to get that pressure from that sales pressure, so they think if they submit that contact form, they'll get that sales pressure. So that's where the lead magnet is that low it's low pressure, but what you just offered them 
it's exciting because when what you realize is what you just provided them, whatever your lead magnet is, was juicy enough and irresistible enough that they were like, hey, here's my contact information. It's fun to see that come through because you go, hey, wow, look at all of these leads that I wouldn't have gotten if I didn't have my lead magnet. Wow. And how do you see this displayed on on websites? Is this like a pop-up form? Do you put it on the homepage, uh, wherever you can found that this, the placement of it works best. Yep. So I recommend putting it multiple places because you're going to, again, we want to have your audience, those brides see it. Sometimes they need to see it a couple times before they opt in. So we want to have it multiple places. So one place that I always make sure that people put it is on their Instagram profile. So instead of putting your website, I always recommend putting your lead magnet because that way, again, it's a cold, it's a colder lead that's coming in and you want to warm them up when they're on Instagram. So always use it on your Instagram profile. And then on your website, I always recommend putting it somewhere on your actual website. You can do a pop-up as well. Just if you do the pop-up, make sure you just do it once. Don't have it continuously pop up for them. So just do it once on your blog page as well. When you go to your blog, make sure that you can put put that on there as well on all your blog posts because that will get you seen more too. Because a lot of times people have blog posts, but they don't really have anywhere to send them. So that's the other thing is we really want to look at our customer and client journey and have them be able to easily reach out to us and be able to easily contact us. So that's where... If we put it on that blog page too, if you're blogging, you can get a little more traction and get maybe snag some of those leads into your funnel, into your marketing and all of that stuff by having it on your blog page too. And then I'm trying to think if there's any place else. So Instagram, do you do it on Facebook, any of your, if you do YouTube at all, you can put it on, you know, your YouTube, just anywhere that you market. I recommend making sure your lead magnets out there because that's really where you want to drive those people. And when you create a lead magnet, I really only teach that you want to create one one lead magnet, maybe two, depending on your business, but one lead magnet that's your signature lead magnet. It's juicy, it's irresistible, it's you're not out there creating lead magnet after lead magnet. You're just gonna come up with one that's just your thing and it's just gonna rock. And this is like a PDF that you can make on Canva or I think Canva even has a free version you can use. Yep. Yep. You got it. So you, there is, yep. You can use Canva. There doesn't have to be like any expensive tools that you have to use to create your lead magnet with it. And it can be a guide. It can be a workbook. It could be a checklist. It could be like, I've done an Excel spreadsheet before. That's a wedding calculator. And you, the bride can go in and put in the total amount for her wedding. And then it kind of populates how much kind of on average people spend for each category. And that works really nice because brides are always wondering like, how much do I spend, you know, on things. And I always say it really comes down to your priorities and what's important to you, but it gets them in a starting place. And then they use that to update as they go throughout their wedding. So there are so many different options and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't need to be some hundred page thing. Like it needs to be something, I always say it needs to be something that's digestible and consumable easily. So you're not wanting it to be some big course. You're not wanting it to be some big, like over the top thing that they're 
not going to use or that they're not going to finish. You want it to be something that they are really needing at that moment in time so that they use it. They experience working with you a little bit and then they go, hey, I want more. So that it is a there is some strategy around creating that lead magnet and that's where that lead magnet workbook comes through to help you really think through it so that we create the best lead magnet for your business. A little light bulb went off in my head when you were talking about the blog post because the whole purpose of a blog post, right, is to increase our SEO and then they they find the blog post and there's no call to action whatsoever on a lot of these blog posts. Definitely not for my business. Correct. But a lot for uh, a lot of other people. So what a great place to, to put that. Have you noticed people repurposing their blog posts they really like for some of these email automations? Yes. So that's actually, I love that you brought that up because that's one of my strategies I teach inside. I have a five-figure funnel formula course, but that's one of the things I actually teach inside there is to, you can actually go in and research and see if you do blogging and see which blog posts or even on YouTube, if you do YouTube, that type of thing, any videos, what content are, is your audience coming towards? Like how much traffic are you getting on certain blog posts or certain YouTube videos, those types of things. And then you can see, Hey, you know what? I should do more of that. Or you can say, Hey, you know what? People are coming to me for X. So I should to learn about X or whatever, or a specific topic on what you, your service. So I should do a lead magnet around that topic or that specific piece of my of my service. So it really helps to see when you have data. That's the other thing. I'm big on data because a lot of times as business owners and, and in the wedding industry, we get so busy just providing the services that we provide that we don't really dive into our stats or our, our insights of what uh, data we have. And it gives us so much information that will, that if you can, if you have some of that Go into that and really dig in and see where your audience is landing and how how long they're landing there and all that good stuff. And you'll be surprised because it's a lot of times what I think brides will be interested in or, hey, this is a great one. It, it doesn't do as well. And another one will do fantastic. And so it's just interesting on how that works because we're in it every day that we think sometimes that something is more important to them. And it's not, it's, it's something else is more important to them. Yeah. So that's, I love that you brought that up because that is something that I definitely teach because it's a good tool. So you mentioned the five figure funnel formula. I feel like everything we have talked about so far, like the lead magnet, the, you call it the tech vault where you get all these really great active campaign, welcome series, emails, engaging new leads. All of this is, oh, what over 66 different lessons. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, yep. I basically took what I've created for my business and now I teach it to wedding pros and it's specifically made for the wedding industry. So it's broken down into six modules and I know 66 lessons sounds like a lot, but I've broken it down step by step and I've gotten rid of, I've made sure there's no fluff because again, I'm a no fluff girl. I want to get to the point and get to it. And so each piece in there builds on each other. And so it will help you create your whole funnel for your business starting. And in the very first modules, we actually go through kind of some business foundation pieces because you really want to dive in and know and understand why you're building your business and some of those mindset pieces. So we really dive into that. So you have a clear understanding of 
who your client is that you want, your ideal client, why you're building your business, you know, why you're doing this, because there are going to be days that are tougher than others and you want to just throw in the towel maybe. So you got to really dig deep sometimes. And that's where I want to set you up for success. So we start with that and then we dive into really building your funnel. So we, I walk you through building your lead magnet step-by-step and then we go into creating your welcome sequence, getting that automation set up, your opt-in landing page for your lead magnet. We create your promotion strategy on how you're going to launch that on all of those different platforms. And then I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but we go through this whole, my fuel system is what it's called, my fuel formula. And we walk through that. So it's foundation, upgrade, engage, and launch. And we, so then by the end of the course, you'll have your whole funnel set up and automated. So we automate as much as possible. And then you've launched it into the world and all of that good stuff as well. There's also some other bonuses and things I include in there because websites are a big thing that people struggle with. So I actually have a whole website masterclass and I give them two templates in there. So if they need to revamp their website, that's not a sticking point for them. Show it is my platform of choice. And that's the templates that I give is within show it. And so yeah, so I really try to set them up for success and give them everything that they need in order to have a successful, profitable, sustainable business that they're not having to hustle at. Because I'm a huge believer of not having to hustle. So <laughs> there's got to be a better Definitely. way. After, yeah. Does active campaign serve as almost like your CRM for the clients? Because somebody who works like you with over a thousand brides in different states, what is your system as far as your hub for your clients? Does active campaign service that or yeah. do you have a separate system? No, active campaign I specifically use for my email marketing and my automations and my funnel portion. Honeybook is what I use personally for in my business for my contracts and my payments and all of that kind of stuff. Oh. So yeah, so I actually use, utilize Honeybook and then active campaign is my email system and they work well together. What I found is Honeybook doesn't really have the robust, they have some workflows and things like that. So once they're a client that work well, but they don't really have the robust automation email piece that Active Campaign does. I'm big on also figuring out systems and software that is affordable. So Active Campaign also has, when you join, it has $15 a month plan. So it's affordable because it's up to, I think, 500 contacts or something like that. And so it's not like an outrageous expense for people to add into their business. Yeah, if you have a referral link for uh, Active Campaign, let me know. We'll put it in the show notes here. Uh, and that concludes part one. Thank you so much for tuning in to Funktastic Chats. Be sure to check out next week's episode for part two. We're going to be chatting about how Carissa teaches wedding pros to close 90% of their consultation calls. Are leads ghosting you because you're asking like too high of a commitment question, like a phone call, especially in a competitive space like the Knot or Wedding Wire compared to uh, lead through your website? Uh, I have a friend who is on the podcast. We did a couple of episodes together, Alan Berg, who has a phenomenal podcast of his own. And I heard him say, uh, it's like, you know, seeing a girl at a bar that you think is attractive. You don't want to go up to her right away and say, hey, you want to get married? No, you got to ease your way in. Say, hey, can I buy you a drink? Right. So we're going to be diving in with actionable steps next week. You are extraordinary. We'll see you next time. <laughs>